Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a Run and Thought podcast. Or I guess I should say, welcome to a Run and Thought podcast. Um, it's been a long time since I did one of these. I think, as far as I can tell, the the last one I did uh, was back in March. So um, it's currently October. <laughs> so yeah, um, if you're still around and listening, thanks. Um, and, and I'm glad to to be back doing these. Uh, so I I don't even remember where we left off uh, or, or what I haven't already said on this thing because um, I don't I don't go back and listen to these. But uh, but yeah, it's been quite a year. I mean, I'm I'm sure everybody's sort of in the same uh, the same boat. Uh, it's been crazy, no matter where you are. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and, uh, jump into this. So I guess, uh, first and foremost, I, I made a couple of little tweaks to the podcast website, a runandthought.com that's, uh, running without the G. So a runandthought.com, uh, and then from a runandthought.com, you can actually, um, you can click to support the podcast and you can also click um, to visit the shop. So I had to redo um, the items that are available inside the shop because uh, Spring redid their platform and it just, it ended up, I had to create an entirely new shop, but all that's fixed now. Uh, so if you do want to grab something from there, then awesome. Um, also the designs change uh, slightly or the designs available change slightly. So go check that out. Um, other than that, I haven't really done too much to the site. I changed, if you don't get this podcast on uh, Spotify or iTunes or uh, some other uh, podcast music app and you listen to it from the the actual runandthought.com site, I changed the player just so that all the episodes are in one um, sort of a player tool, I guess, instead of having all of them, uh, separately posted up on that homepage. So, uh, you can go there and you can actually download the, the episodes from there to a runandthought.com without the G. So running without the G anyways, moving on. Um, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and, uh, get into, the events that are coming up. I looked on ultrasignup.com and for the great state of Hawaii, um, I did a search for Big Island and within 500 miles. So that picks up all the way out to Oahu. And I'm only seeing uh, four events. Um, But uh, first we've got Friday, November 26th of this year, A&J's Birthday Bash. That is an 80-miler and a 40-miler event, and that's going to be in uh, Waimea, and that's going to be on uh, Big Island. Second, uh, Friday, December 31st, also of this year, uh, Hilo, Hawaii, Go Big, which is a 260-miler, 260-miler relay, 100-miler relay, and it looks like I can't quite see the the rest of it. Uh, let me click on here. 
see if I can see. Okay, yeah, so it's 260 miler, 260 miler relay, 100K, 100 miler, 50K, 100 miler relay, and then a 50K relay for that one. So you can get all these details on uh, ultrasignup.com. And our third event is Go Aloha Yourself Backyard Ultra. That is going to be uh, on Oahu. And let me actually click into this. I, I think this is a live event, but I just want to make sure it's not uh, a virtual event. Um, do, do, do. Yeah, it's saying on the island of Oahu. So that looks like that's an in-person event as far as I can tell. Um, and that should be fun if you are going to be in Oahu around Friday, April 22nd of 2022 at 9 a.m., then uh, maybe you should sign up for the Go Aloha Yourself Backyard Ultra. All right, so the next event is Under the Moon, and that is, did I already say this one? No. I didn't. Uh, Under the Moon, that's going to be Saturday, June 11th, uh, 2022. So that's pretty far ahead. Um, that's going to be in Hilo, Hawaii, and that's a 200K, 100K, 100K relay, 50K, 50K relay. Um, and then it looks like there's a couple other events in there. Check these out on ultrasignup.com, um, and you can see what I'm seeing. It'll probably be more clear than my explanation. Um, looking at uh, hawaiirunninglab.com, sorry, I just uh, punched the, the microphone on accident. Um, looking at hawaiirunninglab.com, it looks like they've got a, a pretty neat thing going. It is uh, the Aloha Bingo virtual event. And so as far as I understand, you can um, visit hawaiirunninglab.com um, and look at their events section if you want to see the details. Under events, it's Hawaii Running Labs, Aloha Bingo. And um, it, as far as my interpretation of this is you register for their bingo and then you get um, a card, like a bingo card. And you also get the, uh, I guess, stickers to place on the, the different areas uh, of the bingo card. And then they've got uh, different things, uh, different accomplishments. So uh, for instance, like a 45 minute run or um, 60 minute run, go get a massage. Um, and then they they are of course uh, integrating, uh, I guess, local business partners into this, uh, this bingo card. So some of the things are, um, you have to go visit a, a, a business and get a massage or um, grab a meal at a locally owned restaurant, stuff like that. So go to hawaiirunninglab.com. Um, if you live on the island of Hawaii, Oahu, uh, this is probably going to be uh, better for you. Or if you travel to Oahu um, at all, then you could probably uh, do good on this one. Um, and so, yeah, just go and look for you know, the rest of the details, there's, there's more to it than just that, but that's just the gist of it. Uh, something interesting there. And then I did also notice that they, um, in their shop, it looks like they're having a sale on a lot of their gear and I really like their, uh, singlets and their tech tees. I've had, um, 
several of them and they last a long time. They're good quality. Uh, I don't know exactly what all they carry now, but the, the stuff that I've had in the past was like New Balance. So it was uh, high quality. And of course it's got the um, Hawaii Running Lab logo. Um, and then they've got some other cool designs. Looks like they've got some, some neat trucker hats as well. I've had a couple of their um, HRL ha uh, trucker hats in the past. Um, so yeah. And then uh, if you are, you know, in the islands and you, you are able to get to Oahu, uh, you can uh, utilize their, their services, Y-Run Lab services. Um, I have um, met with Dr. Garrison in the past and he gave me some really good advice that helped me um, sort of get back on track with my my running regimen. And then, you know, there, I, I've heard a lot of good things from other people that have also um, used his um, services, I guess, or um, his advice. Uh, but he can tell you about nutrition and uh, all things running. Uh, so... HawaiiRunningLab.com. They're they're not a sponsor. I just really I I like them and uh, I like their their stuff and I like the the owner. So I always try to to mention them. Plus they're they're kind of like I guess local to the islands. So uh, shout out to them. All right. So let's see. Next up. I thought I had a little bit more races pulled up, but I guess I don't. I guess I closed that that window. But I mean, you're not above going online and typing in Hawaii running events 2021, right? You can do that. You don't need me to do that for you. Um, I kind of hit the high points on the ultra events, and then like next time, I promise I'll I'll have a a better list. Uh, but anyway, I feel like I've uh, spent long enough uh rambling on about events so let's move on to something else um i've already talked about the site so let me close that out i'm kind of just going through a bunch of open tabs here so bear with me um yeah so i think i think that's sort of it on the the business and now we'll just get into i guess just talking about the past eight months so hopefully you're doing well um i'm doing all right you know the world is a completely different place from uh, a year or two ago and uh, in some ways it's good and in some ways it's bad but uh, yeah just trying to focus on the positives i'm glad to be back out running i um Part of the reason that I haven't been doing these podcasts is I really haven't had time to do anything um, other than work and also um, do school stuff. I really didn't even have time, a lot of time to do school stuff. I've, I've been really, really busy with work for um, the last little bit. And so uh, now that school's over, I've, I've gotten a little bit more free time, um, but I've trying, I've been trying to get back on the wagon, uh, you know, running pretty consistently. And, um, I've also incorporated, 
um, working out. So I'll, I'll do some fan bike and then also, um, you know, kettlebells and calisthenics, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so I've been trying to get myself back to, you know, the way I was before, cause I was working so much. I, I literally, there were, um, there were actually months that went by like weeks, just, just, uh, you know, ran together and, and, you know, even weekends, I, I missed some family vacation, just working, um, to try to get some stuff, uh, pushed through. And so, uh, in doing that, I was always at my computer. I didn't, I stopped running, which was just crazy for me. Cause I, uh, pretty much consistently ran every day b- before that. Um, yeah, I got, I gained like 20 pounds and, and that's kind of a conservative estimate. And so, um, I, I started back a couple of weeks ago in a pretty bad place and, you know, still even trying to get back up to, to the level that I was at before, um, you know, it's rough. And so that's given me a, a much better appreciation, a little bit more empathy for, you know, people that come and, and join me or, or came and joined me before on some hikes or some, some runs, um, especially like my son. Um, it's given me a lot more, I guess, clarity on like <laughs> what the, those people are experiencing. Right. Cause I'm kind of, um, I'm getting back accustomed to, to doing the distances that I do and, and, you know, doing that at a running pace. And so it's been tough. My, my brain, um, wants to do it, but my, my body, uh, just will not cooperate right now. So it's just a matter of, you know, conditioning and and training back up to that level. And it's just going to take time, I, I believe, but, uh, I'm glad to say that I have been consistently, uh, running about four times a week. I'll usually go, um, on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday up to Volcano National Park and do some runs inside the park area. I quit. Um, oh yeah. Before I get too far ahead, uh, on the days that I'm not running, I try to do something at home. So I'll do the calisthenics or the, um, you know, the fan bike, stuff like that, uh, that I can do around the house. I also, uh, I built a part of a home climbing wall, like a very small part of it. I've, I've got um, plenty more that I need to build out, but, uh, I've got a small piece of climbing wall that I can use right now. And then eventually I'll get the rest put up, but, uh, yeah, just time constraints kind of, that's why I've only got part of it put up. Uh, and plus, uh, the part that I put up is sort of like straight up and down and I want to have some that's at an angle, but I'm going to have to do some, uh, more advanced math and sort of plot that out structurally a little bit better than, uh, the one that's just sort of like straight up and down. So, yeah, so I've got that and, um, you know, kind of, I've placed, we've got a outside garage sort of area. It's like a covered area. We use it, you know, we keep the grill under there and some outdoor furniture and, um, you know, like a basketball hoop and some, some other stuff, but I just put the fan bike out there and all of the, you know, the weights and the mats and everything. 
So that's a good place to to do all that uh, exercise and because it's a little bit cooler than trying to do it inside. It's been super humid, um, especially the last like month or two. It's been raining a lot and um, just humid. It, it kind of sucks to do that stuff indoors. It's better to do it outside where there's a little bit of uh, convection, a little bit of wind blowing uh, to keep you cool. And the fan bike is way better outside think than than it ever was inside inside it just sort of like blew stuff everywhere um it was hard to to manage inside but outside you don't have to really worry about that so yeah um been working out on days that i'm not running i I said all that just to to make that point and so i'm trying to stay consistently pretty active uh you may be thinking well why don't you just run every day like you were before Um, That's an excellent question. The answer to that is, um, I guess, a diplomatic way to say it, uh, Hawaii, especially Big Island, is is not, like most other places, is not immune to, like, I guess, the impact that uh, the pandemic's had. Uh, And just, you know, some of the, the societal shifts that are, happening right now as a result of the pandemic and and other um, I guess current events uh so a lot has changed in Hawaii over the the past five or six years that we've lived here it's sort of a it's sort of a different place now than it used to be Uh, but long story short I quit running around the neighborhood that I live in uh because uh I started to notice uh, very, I mean, it was very obvious, uh, that crime was on the rise and there were some situations that happened that I just didn't feel safe being out running, uh, in the neighborhood or between my, my neighborhood and the next one over. Um, I've talked about it before, I think on the podcast, but I had, uh, I believe it was last year. I think it was still in 2020. Uh, I had, uh, an incident where, I I was gone for about two hours. I left my uh, truck parked uh, down in Pahoa, Long Beach Road. Gone about two hours, ran down to the lava flow and back, and uh, the cops were at my car or at my truck when I came back, and somebody had um, broken in. They'd broken in by shooting out the the window, like, with a gun, Um, and so the, the bullet ricocheted. It broke the window, ricocheted all over the interior of my truck, and then they stole, like, a phone, a wallet, a first aid kit, um, and then maybe a couple other items, like, out of the glove box or whatever. So, that was a bummer, and, um, you know, it sucked losing my phone, for sure. I mean, think about, you know, if you, if you lost your phone suddenly, um, and had to replace that basically because you know i had to shut that off immediately um so they they couldn't get my information or use any of the the cards and stuff that were stored on that device um all of your cards they they took my wallet so like all of my cards i had to get them replaced and so that was bad enough and then inconvenience enough but then i also had to take my truck to the shop and, and get like thousand dollars worth of uh, repairs done on it. Um, 
and the time that it took to to do all those repairs just from that i guess it was a single bullet maybe it was two but uh ricocheting all over and just causing damage to the the interior and so that sucked but um so that was one incident that happened the second incident that happened was a little bit more recent maybe like uh maybe like four or five months ago i was uh running in between my neighborhood and the, the next one over which is um yeah i think there's like a good eight miles between the two i may be wrong on that guesstimate but i think that's pretty close uh i would usually run about three miles out and then three miles back to to my neighborhood and i always felt relatively safe doing that it's sort of a sketchy area but um during the daytime i never felt too at risk um and one day i was running on a saturday i, I can't remember if it was a saturday morning or a saturday afternoon but um at the turnaround point i had i had done my you know my three miles out i turned around of course there's not many houses or any houses at that turnaround point um and so there's really nobody out there these uh vehicles were coming um and i had already turned around so they were coming up uh behind me i could hear gunshots or what i thought were were gunshots i don't really know like even to this day if it if it was actually gunshots it could have been like uh uh you know like a misfire like the the vehicle was uh misfiring or something they just had like really loud mufflers but uh i i'm pretty sure it was gunshots um because it was just it it wasn't like usually with uh with the engine misfire and it's kind of like a a uh, temporary thing and then once it builds up to a certain rpm it'll quit and also these were sort of like so random um the i guess the quote-unquote shots that uh i'm pretty sure it was it was gunfire so so um the other thing too is like these vehicles were coming up behind me i hear these shots and so of course i'm terrified but there's really no place for me to go because on both sides of this gravel road it's just uh thick you know brush I, I can't really go anywhere i'm kind of stuck at the the gravel road and so i mean all that i could think to do was just sort of like keep going uh and hope for the best and so like as i'm as i'm going the cars eventually get up beside me and i think the guy was just like messing with me but the the driver of the the first vehicle like stuck his hand out really quick um and of course like the um, i'm already primed to think like this guy's gonna have a gun in his hand but like he sticks his hand out really quick and like does a shaka if you don't know what a shaka is you can google it but basically it's just like a uh, like a greeting you know yeah, but he's laughing and you know you kind of get the 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 implied effect of like he's messing with me like he's he's sticking his hand out and doing the shocker really abruptly and like making a loud noise like as he does it uh just to kind of mess with me because they had been presumably shooting out of their their car before and so there's no noise as they pass me and then as they get up a little bit ahead you start hearing the the shots again so i'm pretty sure it was 
gunshots. Um, and it was kind of a rougher looking crowd in both of the vehicles. Like both the vehicles are max full. I don't know what they were doing, but, but yeah. So just being out in the middle of nowhere and then having that happen, uh, I just, yeah, it, it, I, I lost all feeling of safety to, to run around. Cause it seems like there's not any, any places you can go that's sort of like immune, uh, to that kind of activity out in the open. So I've just chosen to go up to the, the national park and that's not to say that I'm a hundred percent safe up there. Uh, but at least I, you know, there's the illusion of safety, but I tell you like even running up at the national park, I was on a particular trail that I like to run. I don't, I can't, I couldn't even tell you the name of the trail. It starts at the, uh, at the parking lot where you go out to Pu'u Hulu Hulu. Um, that's not the name of the actual parking lot. I, I, I cannot remember. It's like a shorter name, but, um, but anyway, the trail goes from there, uh, up to where the lava tubes are, the Thurston lava tubes on that trail, like inside the, the park area on park property. I came, I was, I was running actually, uh, downhill and I turned a corner and I'm coming downhill. And of course, like this is within the park boundaries, but still this particular trail is not frequented too much. Like people will get on it, um, with mountain bikes. Cause it's about a, there's about a four mile section where, um, it's it's sort of remote i guess uh there's not you're not going to see like that many people there because there's just really not too much to see on that section of trail i think they that people go out and ride horses on it um and you know of course there's people like me that run and i see you know where people do like mountain biking and stuff like that uh but i've very rarely seen like other people out on that trail like very very rarely it's not a super populated place most of the time but at any rate um my point is that even on that trail inside the park boundaries i'm going down hill i come around a corner there's you know four or five hunting dogs that see me and then start running straight towards me and i was fortunate i didn't have anything really to to fend them off i may have had dogs prey at that time but i don't think i I don't think I did. I don't think I was carrying it with me that day um, because I'd never experienced anything like this within the park boundaries before. But, uh, you know, these dogs got within four or five feet of me and I was fortunate that they, they decided not to attack me for whatever reason. Um, but they were super like pissed and like barking and stuff. And so, you know, no matter how tough you are, four or five dogs, especially hunting dogs, a lot of times the hunters won't feed them. And so they're, they're just voracious. Uh, and they're, they're on the hunt, they're looking for pigs or, or whatever. And so they're already like in that mindset. And so, you know, it's very tough, uh, to fight off dogs. Uh, it's very tough to fight off a dog and especially 
tough to fight off like multiple dogs and so like four or five of them i wouldn't have personally stood a chance if they would have started attacking me i i very well could have uh died that day but uh anyway i, I i'm being dramatic um they did not attack me they went back to their owner eventually but it, it seemed like forever before they backed off um and so i'm not really sure how all the laws and stuff works on um the national park area i don't know if like if, if you if you if like certain populations have the the rights to to hunt inside the the property i think like fishing um certain populations have the right to to fish uh in the waters you know off the the park boundary or, or whatever i just i'm not an expert at this so forgive me i i don't know like all the ins and outs but i didn't give these people like a huge amount of static i was just kind of you know as diplomatic as i could be just kind of let them know like hey that's pretty scary i wasn't expecting to see a bunch of hunting dogs out here um you know it was just like it, it was pretty startling uh but you know at that point i'm not about to like start getting to like a verbal sparring or, or trying to like you know as long as i'm not getting eaten by dogs i'm i'm good um and i just went on about my business and and let them do the same but i mean like even within the national park like you're gonna have these encounters uh and they were all f cool like I, I mean i guess i don't i don't really know i didn't speak to them that much but you know their dogs didn't eat me and they didn't try to like stab me so you know win-win um but there are a fair amount of i mean for lack of a better word um idiots that come to visit the park as well uh and so you'll encounter like silly people i i don't know what it is but but like there's this prevailing attitude people that visit hawaii or maybe that are new living here uh have some kind of like a uh, very malformed belief that this place is magical and nothing bad ever happens here and so you'll see people do all kinds of stupid stuff um and people bring like a mainland attitude to the island as well and you know you just kind of like gotta bite your tongue and, and deal with some of that um but i haven't experienced that frequently uh within the park boundaries uh you just have to watch out for like so this is like a mild example but like today i'm going out i'm, I'm driving to where i want to start running and like i'm going past the thurston the entrance to the thurston lava tubes there's you know a road it's just a, a normal road two lane got some traffic going one way some traffic going the other the parking lot is just right off the road I basically just turn off and park and so what will happen from time to time people will get out of their car on one side of the road and then just sort of like walk across the road wherever they're parked so in other words they don't like go down and utilize the crosswalk okay yeah no big deal whatever i mean 
Yeah, you should technically use the crosswalk, but I don't really care. The speed limit through there is like 15. So I'm always doing, you know, 15 or less. And, you know, it's never a big deal to put on the brakes for, for people. And so that kind of thing, it doesn't bother me. But today there were a couple of older guys and they were just walking down the middle of the road. Like instead of just crossing over, they were actually going down to the crosswalk, but they were just walking in the middle of the road. So nobody could go until they got down to the crosswalk and then, you know, made their left turn and went into the, the Thurston Lavatudes, but just that kind of stupidity. And like one of them actually looked back and saw that I was behind them and just continued to walk in the middle of the, the road. Um, just for the hell of it, I guess. But yeah, so you'll, you'll run into that and you just got to bite your tongue and like, press on don't don't linger on it but yeah so but then you get like other people too they're just like woohoo crazy let's um you know i don't know <laughs> let's jump off this cliff or, or whatever uh yeah so so yeah so i'm relegated to, to running at the national park but it's not so bad um because i love it up there um and i I'm able to do it. And so I'm thankful to, to have the park. I know like there's been times in recent history where the park's actually been closed because of the volcanic activity. And those times were actually a pretty big bummer because I do enjoy going up there and, and utilizing it. And so the more I can do it now, the, the less I'll regret, you know, next time, maybe if the park has to close, not being able to, to go inside. So, so yep, hopefully that wasn't too boring but just kind of giving you an idea of why i don't run every day anymore i just because it requires a road trip now um, just running out on the road don't really feel safe um or even running around the neighborhood i think within the within my neighborhood as well there's uh, so another thing that happens in hawaii it's kind of like it, it's par for the course very typical like people will have a dog it's not really like the family dog I, I don't think there's any amount of compassion or care that's provided to these animals other than just like feeding them and keeping them alive um they'll have like a you know maybe like a dog house out in the yard but the dog will stay chained to uh, a post and they will stay in the yard 24 7 uh, for the entirety of their lives and so that's pretty common around around here at least on big island i don't know about the other islands but um that's just something that happens and then sometimes people have a gated yard or a fenced yard and they'll let dogs run around inside and so the main reason for this i i think is just uh, security just to have that animal in the yard in case somebody comes on to like you know, somebody's tweaking or somebody's trying to steal your stuff um it's just a deterrent for cr the criminal element i think uh so so like my point being these dogs are all over like all over um you can hear them barking all the time and you just sort of know they're there w what happens to a dog when you leave it out and you don't care for it and you just like chuck food at it once or twice a day over time they become antisocial and they start to get uh 
quote unquote aggro and they get a bad attitude towards humans, especially strangers, uh, whether the stranger is actually doing anything or not, whether the stranger is actually on your property or not, the dogs stay pissed off, a permanent state of pissed off. And so, especially if you're running, that's sort of like a trigger for, for dogs or for a lot of, you know, animals, domestic and wild. If you're running by, that's a stimulation. It, it triggers some primal desire inside the animal to, to make them want to pursue you. And so running inside the neighborhoods become treacherous. Uh, I've had my own encounters with dogs, pit bulls, and, and other like large um, sort of scary breeds uh, where I've been, you know, they've lurched at me or they've, you know, given chase. Uh, and that has been pretty frightening for me uh, especially since I'm just minding my own business on the main road uh, not you know I don't cut through people's property or anything like that uh, but yeah I've had several dogs give chase and sort of scare me I've been bitten in the past not on uh, not since we moved to Hawaii thank goodness but uh, when we lived back in Atlanta I actually got bit by someone's dog that they were just left unleashed and it was um, you know, a family pet just roaming around uh, another park. It wasn't a national park. It's like a state park, and I got bit. And so that sucked for me because uh, concern on mainland is, uh, of course, rabies. This being a, a family pet, I wasn't as hyper-concerned about that, but still, I'm a paranoid person in general, and I always think of all the worst things that could happen. So for a little bit, I was scared about the holes in my leg um, and it took forever to to heal as well those deep puncture wounds uh, so I can only imagine like that was a family pet like if one of these aggro dogs from around the neighborhood got a hold of me or, or even worse a uh, feral dog because there are uh, quite a few of those two people will just let them out or they don't want them anymore or whatever they'll, they'll let them go or they'll run away and they'll become wild and uh, just sort of like hateful ornery mean and uh yeah if it was something like that that was getting after you i mean just thinking about how terrible that would be but uh a real thing that happened here uh in the neighborhood i think a lady actually had to go to the emergency room a couple weeks ago because she got attacked and the damn dog nearly killed her i think i think she was pretty close to to not being alive anymore uh i think she ended up living i would have to do some some research uh but yeah so that's another reason i don't run around just the neighborhood in general most of the time you know probability is you're you're going to be pretty safe on any given day i don't want to paint the uh picture that the neighborhood is a hellscape it's really not it's just that they're you know if the the stars align and a dog happens to be loose one day or is able to jump the fence or whatever somebody leaves the the gate open and you just happen to be there uh you know opportunity strikes and the dog rips your leg off <laughs> that's not good so i don't take that chance um i've had you know like i said dogs chase me around the neighborhoods but nothing ever uh they never bit me yet, um, knock on wood. 
so yeah so up at the park's better the only thing you really have to look out for you don't really have to look out for anything but there there's geese uh there's you know some other birds and uh, pigs and um mongoose i've never had a mongoose run at me they've always you know run away well before i get there i don't i'm I'm assuming if you if you were to like try to grab one, it would probably like bite the crap out of you. But I won't ever do that, so pretty safe there. Pigs, I've had um, a bunch of encounters with uh, wild boars, and I've never had one charge me. And you know, again, knock on wood, I've had some scared ones, you know, sort of run across my path or run away from me, and so you know. It, that's always good there's a there's a moment when you first see them uh, especially if they're startled and they're darting around there's a moment like you know a couple seconds where it's sort of iffy and you're you're you know it's sort of like all up in the air you're you're waiting to see if they're going to run turn and run at you versus you know either keep going in a straight line uh away from you uh in some direction uh it's so it, there's a couple sketchy seconds but you know every single time i've always had them run away from me and that that's been in several different areas so uh, i'm i think it's fairly safe to say that that behavior is pretty normal for for uh wild boars at least in on big island i don't i i mean i think there's there's other species of wild boar that are a little bit more aggressive that will um, actually try to like charge you and, and eat you uh, but not here from my experience um, so yeah I feel like I said a lot of things that maybe I didn't need to say just to sort of make the point that I've been running up at the National Park but yeah now you know why and so that's been going pretty good um, I've gotten some new gear and then I've found I've run into some disappointment trying to get replacements for some old gear. Uh, I guess I can talk a little bit about that. Um, so I guess we'll start with the sort of bad. Um, I got a new pair of shorts a little while back and I was, I was pretty excited about getting them. I had gotten a pair, uh, for my son, um, I wanted to get him more interested in, in running and, you know, coming out with me, like joining me, because I wanted him to see some more places around the island. His favorite thing to do is uh, be on the computer or be on a video game. Uh, and he would do that like all day, every day if you let him. And so for a little bit, I was trying to, you know, see if I could pique his interest and, and get him um going with me on some you know shorter runs uh but it did never take and so <laughs> he's back on his computer we'll try again um maybe uh this year or next uh he may his interest may change a little bit but i didn't really want to force the issue running something that i like to do and um you know i would love to have him join me i would love to have him you know, sort of build, um, his, uh, experience with, with running and, and seeing some different places around the island. Cause I don't 
think that we're gonna stay here forever and so um from from that respect just like having some some memories uh of the place other than you know being at home playing video games while he lived here but uh but yeah so i had gotten him a pair of these but the the brand name is rabbit and i guess these are a california brand uh made in vietnam i ordered these shorts i don't know the the actual model i'm pretty sure they are a five inch inseam um they're just a running short and they're they're nice i mean they're good quality and the liner is very soft and they've got some pockets some pretty good pockets around the waistband or actually yeah, there's two pockets around the waistband in the front and then one zipper pocket in the back. And it's a pretty soft material. It looks like it would be pretty durable. I believe it's like a ripstop um, nylon type uh, outer, I guess, shell. And then the, the liner is like a softer um, synthetic material. Uh, the only drawback to these is that um, they are like uh, my size is large and I th thought I had measured myself uh, and and uh, checked against their sizing chart but these shorts for whatever reason they seem to run small now also like I said before I've gained uh, a lot of weight you know in the last couple of months and I'm trying to to lose that again but uh, that could be a lot of it but these shorts are pretty ill-fitting um at this point um and so i got some other shorts from smart wool and so that's kind of like the i guess the brighter side of of this tale i got some shorts from smart wool and again, I always get the five inch inseam. Reason being, or my logic behind it was just, um, it's a it's gonna be a cooler short and you also don't have as much material. And so if I'm out running or hiking or whatever, um, I really don't need, a, you know, the extra, you know, three inches of material on my shorts. I mean, I guess it's just, it's personal preference, but it's added weight, even though it's very nominal. Um, and then, I, I mean, I know I, I roll to that statement. Like the, the amount of weight is very minuscule, but I mean, it's just added material, added, added weight, whatever that's, that I just don't personally need. And also, you know, it's probably gonna make the short a little bit hotter to have it longer, I guess. That's my logic. Um, so I just always like the, the five inch inseam. Um, I guess, you know, I do like, uh, Reno 911. And so Lieutenant Dangle is, a a favorite, uh, along with Terry and they, I think would prefer a five inch inseam or shorter, but that's not why I get these. Uh, it's just for the, the coolness, uh, the cooling effect and yeah I just I don't, the other thing too like when you have longer shorts 
and you get like sweaty, the short sticks to your knee sometimes. And so like you're, you're trying to run and have like a full range of motion, but the, the short is kind of like stuck on your knee. And so you have trouble like articulating your knee, I guess, or your leg. Um, you don't really have trouble, but it's just like you can feel that tension uh, and it's just easier to, to not have the short um, reach over your kneecap. So yeah, um, I ended up, these I'll just keep, these uh, rabbit shorts, I'll just keep them and, uh, you know, maybe after I shed some pounds, go back and, and try to wear them again. But they seem to be just like a, an odd cut, right? More so than the size itself. It's just a very odd cut. Like they're... They fit fine in some places, but then like are very tight, like in the middle of the the leg part, which is just weird. Um, so yeah, so the jury's kind of like out on on these overall, because it could just be that I have gotten fat and um, that's why they don't fit well anymore. Uh, I don't remember them ever fitting well though, like ever since I got them, but I got the Smartwool shorts. I don't know the exact like name, the model of them, but if you go on Smartwool's site and you look up running shorts, five inch inseam, those are probably the ones that I got. Those are size large and they fit fine. They fit really good actually. They're super soft and I have not, I've not worn them on a super long run. I think I've, you know, run about 11 or 12 miles in them and I don't, I don't get um, the chafing that I got from an older pair of, uh, smart wool shorts, uh, the older pair that I, that I have, um, I think I would have got these like back in like 2000, maybe, uh, was it 2010? Uh, I don't know. Like, it's been a while, but these were old, old model of, um, smart wool shorts. And the, the liner inside of them was just like a really, um, like the material. It, I, I don't know if it was wool or, or what it was. I mean, I'm assuming it was merino wool. But uh, like those shorts were terrible to wear for for runs because they would just chafe. Like I, I remember I was bleeding after a couple of runs like wearing those. But the new smart wool shorts thus far, I've not had that that same experience so um, they fit really good and I also picked up a couple of their shirts as well like I guess kind of um, tech tees and so those are the men's merino sport 150 tech tee and uh, those I, I think are all merino wool or they may be some sort of blend but uh, I like them and the reason I like them is they're super comfortable. The cut is, um, for me, is pretty perfect, right? So they're not too bulky, like they don't have too much excess material, but they're also not like a, a super duper athletic fit. Um, and so you can breathe a little bit and they're, I guess, like flattering to my form, which is kind of, uh, Pillsbury Doughboy-ish right now, but um, 
Yeah, the Men's Merino Sport 150 Tech T. I've, I've enjoyed having these. They're warm even when they're wet because of the the wool. So that's another great thing because, you know, on this side of the island, it rains quite a bit. And so I, especially lately, I've been finding myself running in the rain. And um, I've got a, a shell that I'll wear over whatever I'm wearing to run in. But I mean, even if you're wearing the shell, you're going to sweat underneath. And so that shirt is going to to get moisture in it. And you don't want to be in something that is not going to be warm. Like, you know, cotton is probably the worst thing. Um, but I don't, I don't know many runners that wear cotton. Um, but I'm just saying that cotton is probably one of the worst uh the worst things as far as like if it gets wet you're going to get cold and stay cold um, while you're in it you're actually better off like just taking off the cotton shirt and having no shirt on than having a wet cotton shirt on but anyways I, th I think I feel like I'm saying things that people already know but uh but yeah so anyway that's another plus for the smart wool stuff because it does have that merino wool and um it's warm even when it's uh, wet. And so the other thing too, like, I, I mean, I live here every day, you know, subtropical climate, uh, even on sunny days when it's about as warm as it ever is here, uh, I can wear the smart wool shirts and I'm, I'm cool. It doesn't, it's not like overheat situation. So I haven't done any runs on, um, like the Kona side of the island uh, in the smart wool. So I don't know. Maybe it, it would be too hot over there. But I'll I'll let you know once I do some runs over there. But I don't think it I think it will be fine. And so I picked up, you know, several pairs of the uh, shorts and then uh, several of the tech tees just because I liked them so much. Um, I always like their tees, like even the old, old ones that I've had um, were great. And they're durable, too. You just have to watch out because uh, moths love to eat wool. So that includes all of your super expensive smart wool stuff. Uh, they'll chow down on that, too. That's what happened to my old, old pair. Uh, moth, like, ate holes in it. <laughs> so... So yeah, um, watch out for that. But I mean, other than that, it's really durable stuff. It's lasted for a long time. I wish I could remember the exact year that I got that. Um, the oldest smart wool stuff that I have. But I, So I know it's been more than six years. It's probably been closer to like eight or ten. Yeah, so super durable stuff. Um, all right, so that's enough about smart wool. Uh, what else? As far as um, hydration, I uh, because of the amount of time that passed where I wasn't running, um, I had a subscription on Amazon for Scratch, and so I was still getting Scratch like pretty regularly but I wasn't ever using it um, because I wasn't running. So 
I have like a stockpile of scratch now in the kitchen cover and uh, that there's no real point to me telling you that other than that's just funny to me because now I've got this huge stockpile. It used to be that I would worry about running out, but now at least for the short term, I've, I've got so much like I'm kept and scratch, but, but anyway, so like in the same vein of hydration, I've all but given up on, um, the hydro flask. Is that what they call it? No, it's not a hydro flask. Uh, I forgot the brand name, but the soft flask that come with, uh, Solomon vests, uh, you know, the ones, but I could never keep those from rupturing like all of them eventually would rupture or they would be like too cumbersome inside of the vest like the the cost versus benefit like it just didn't it didn't measure out like in the end so I got tired of dealing with them I just finally uh I broke down and bought a three liter uh bladder from the same company that makes the soft last, but uh, it's a three liter bladder, which is huge. It fits perfectly inside of the uh, Solomon vest that I have though. And I just, if I'm not going to be going on a run where I'll use that three liters of uh, water or, or scratch, I guess, if I'm not going to be on that long of a run, I just don't take anything anymore. Uh, cause I just got tired of dealing with the flasks. Like they're hard to clean and in Hawaii with the humidity and, um, like mold will try to grow inside and it's just hard to get to, to all the places and keep those things, uh, squeaky clean all the time. So the, the bladders are actually way easier for some reason to, to keep clean, um, and to use and, the only sort of like breaking point that I've found on the, the bladders is like the more rigid plastics, like the connectors where the, um, the tubing connects into the bladder or the, the other end where the mouthpiece is like those pieces will break, but you can easily just order a replacement, uh, off the website and fix those. But like the bladders themselves have been, uh, good. Like I've not had one rupture yet. So anyways, but I guess, you know, that's personal preference and, and whatever you need for me, I'm just going to use that three liter bladder or, or nothing. I figure I can, you know, I can hydrate enough at the truck before and after, uh, unless it's, you know, like if I was going to go like run in the desert or somewhere where it was going to be like super hot, um, I would probably take a flask or, or take my big uh, three liter bladder out there even for a short run and just chalk it up to, to training. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, is probably not that interesting to most people, but uh, there's not probably a lot of people that are going to listen to this anyway. So I'll just keep going. Um, Belega socks are my favorite thing to wear uh, for running. I'm sort of a creature of habit. And so I don't 
typically try a lot of new things. I'm not averse to trying new things, but typically when I get a product that I like, I sort of want to stick with it. And uh, I had been using like Patagonia shorts for a long time. I, I had bought several pairs of Patagonia shorts, but their build quality just really declined um, recently or in recent years. I don't know if they've gotten better, but I bought a pair about like a year ago, I guess. Um, or maybe it was two years ago. And unlike the ones that I had purchased before then, this newer pair of shorts was like totally demolished like just from regular use just the seams ripped like on the inner thigh and it just was a total letdown because those shorts are super expensive like us probably around like 70 or 80 dollars for for like a nothing pair of shorts it's, it's like a five inch inseam running short you know they i mean they Previous models were comfortable and um, very durable, but this newer pair uh, was not durable and very uncomfortable, actually. So I just I gave up on Patagonia, but they would have had a customer for life if they would have just kept making those uh, Strider Pro shorts exactly the way that they started off making them. But they just, I don't know. They I think they use like cheaper materials or or something. But yeah, they messed those up. And so that's sort of an example of why I would change. But just short of that, like I usually just pick stuff and stick with it. So um, smart wool for shorts. Uh, I primarily, uh, I've used two brands of socks that I really, really like. I've used a lot of brands of socks, but there's only been two that were sort of standouts. And the first one was uh, Thorlo's. And so I really like those. T-H-O-R-L-O-S uh, Thorlo's. And I would get their thicker um, sort of ankle, uh, what do you call it? Like ankle cut. Um, trail running socks and then uh belega i like a lot and i don't let me see if i can find yeah so the enduro quarter is the sock that i really like from belega and so i'd had some trouble um getting belega shipped to hawaii in the past they would still ship them here but what would happen um is that the order would become, it would be delayed. And so what I would do, I mean, we're talking like a long time delayed, like a month. Uh, and it wouldn't say delayed. It would just like the, the tracking was very vague. It would just, you know, it would look like the package was lost. And so I would submit um, a query to Belega and then they would always ship out a duplicate order like kind of along the logic of, well, I guess the, the first one is lost. will make the customer happy. And so I would get the replacement order. And then like shortly after I would get 
the original order. And so what ended up happening, this happened twice. Um, like I would order four pairs of socks, but I would get like eight pairs of socks. Well, you know, I guess that's kind of cool, but I'm the kind of person that like, if I get something, like I want to make sure that I paid for it or, I, you know, I don't want to like just keep your socks, but I did want the socks, but I want, you know, like, even though I only ordered four, by the time I got eight pairs, like I, I wanted those eight pairs. And so, uh, on both occasions, I tried to contact Belega and I actually did end up getting through to someone, but it was very difficult to sort of, I don't know why, but it was very difficult to explain, um, what had happened and then try to explain that I wanted to pay for both orders, right? The, the original order that had come late and then also the replacement order that had, that had come, um, I wanted to make sure that I paid for both orders. And so they were always kind of perplexed and, and what would happen is, uh, it would just end up with them saying, Nope, if we haven't billed you, then, um, you just, you know, just wait to see if it comes up, you know, later, like if we find it, then we'll bill you or, or whatever. So it was like, uh, okay. But still, I never felt really good about that because I know, you know, like to make the socks, it's not free. And there's workers that, you know, they go to work every day and they, they make these socks and that's their job. And then they get paid off the, the profits from people like me that, that purchase these items. And so like, if I'm just taking socks or if an order gets messed up and, you know, they lose money on socks, it's just, you know, it's a spillover, not spillover, but it's a, it goes back to, to them, you know, and they may not get paid as much or I, I don't know, like you get my drift though. Like it's going to impact the company. And so it may impact like the people that work there. And so that does that just doesn't rest well, um, with me, but also I think on a bigger picture, like for the company itself, like I guess they probably had that same scenario happen enough to where now they have cut off um, shipping outside the contiguous states. And so they no longer ship to Hawaii. So when I went on to Belega sites to order some, Belega site uh, to order some more socks, they don't ship them to Hawaii anymore. So that was a bummer. Um, the good news is I can find them at other, um, on other online vendors. So like REI or Backcountry or Moose Jaw or somewhere like that. I can, I can try to locate them there. Uh, I've said this before. I don't buy socks off of, uh, Amazon or really like clothing, I guess at all, just because there's a lot of fake stuff. And I have had, uh, fake items sent to me and it looks so much like the, the real thing. Like, so I know like some people say that and then like, sometimes you'll look at it and you'll be like, no, this is clearly fake. How could you not? Are you stupid? Like, how could you not know this is fake? But I'm telling you, like, I'm a pretty, I, I'm pretty intelligent, like in that regard, like spotting fake stuff or like, you know, knowing what's real or not. Um, and so 
I would get these things and like socks, for example, and it would look like almost exactly identical as the real thing. But then like when you would go like in a little bit closer and just like, you know, flip the sock inside out, look at the quality of the, uh, like the stitching and the seams and stuff, it would be different from the actual like real pairs that I had already. And so I knew something was up or like the logo would be like much bigger. Um, and it just didn't make sense. Like why they would change the design uh, from the way it was to, to like a bigger logo or, or whatever. Uh, but, but like the quality of the seams was like a big giveaway. Um, and the feel of the material as well. But Belega socks, the real ones are, are great. Uh, the fake ones that I got off of Amazon inadvertently, uh, they're still around. Like they they've been durable, but I, um, I don't use them to run in. I just use them to knock around the house. I guess I, I, I just chalk that up to a learning lesson and just cap them. I didn't send them back. I just wear them around the house or whatever. So. But yeah, I would advise not buying uh, anything that you sort of depend on like that, you know, because when, especially if you're running on like remote trails, even though it's something so so uh, kind of tiny or insignificant, uh, you know, I guess as like socks, um, you kind of are relying on all your gear when you're out doing these activities. And so you want to have the best I guess that you can possibly have um, or the most dependable again maybe this is a little bit too dramatic but but yeah I would rather have the real socks from Belega than the, the Amazon ripoff ones um, for just I mean I guess it's the same thing like would you rather have ultra shoes or would you rather have like a fake ripoff one that might you know tear up or disintegrate or not be the same technology or not use the same quality materials or whatever. All right, so I beat that into the ground, but uh, long story short, I was able to get some replacement um, Enduro Quarter Belegas from REI. And so I guess that's a win. I usually get black, but I had to end up getting blue because that's all they had in stock. But I get membership rewards for it. So. Woohoo. Since we moved to Hawaii, I don't, I only do like online orders from REI. We don't get to visit the actual stores because I don't have any here. So that's the only way I get those membership rewards. So maybe I'll get a check next year or something. I don't know. The dividend check or whatever. All right. So, um, yeah, I feel like most of everything that I've talked about up until now wasn't that interesting. I hope that it was interesting for for you at least a little bit. Obviously, it must have been because you're still here, unless you just fast-forwarded. Um, so let's see. Some other things that maybe are a little bit more interesting. I recently was at Target, and um, I'm a... I'm a big fan, or not a big fan, but I'm a fan of uh, sort of like honky-tonk 
country like i thought i like a lot of uh, genres of music but um when i was a kid my mom listened to a lot of uh, country music so a lot of these songs i still remember like you know waylon jennings alabama uh, johnny cash um and some others but you know willie nelson of course was prevalent during the 80s which was the time i was growing up and um as I'm older now, uh, like I'm starting to enjoy Willie Nelson's sense of humor and his, um, his music even more, um, starting to appreciate it. But yeah, so I've had a couple of long runs where I just would listen to the Willie Nelson station on Spotify, uh, Willie Nelson radio or whatever. And um, I was at Target the other day. I don't get out that much, but I just happened to be at Target and was looking in their book section, which I don't hardly ever do. Uh, I usually do audiobooks from Audible because uh, I'll, I'll play the audiobook while I'm doing something else, like going for a run or, or something like that. But they had this book, um, Willie Nelson's Letters to America. Um and it's just a collection of Willie Nelson's jokes and some letters that he actually wrote to um, various people, including the, I guess, uh, America. <laughs> and so there's uh, some of his songs as well, like song lyrics. So it's pretty interesting uh, just to the, the small part of it that I've read so far. Uh, it's a nice little book, just something to to read like before bed or, or something like that. But I enjoy Willie Nelson uh, and I've enjoyed this book. Uh, Willie Nelson's Letters to America with Turk Pipkin, it says. And so that's one cool thing. Um, I also started uh, another audiobook on today's run, actually. And I'll have to look at this one to give you the title. But it's about a guy, Raven, that I had read um, sort of like a condensed article uh, about his story in Runner's World or, or Trail Running Magazine, something like that. But the name of the... Uh, the name of the book is Running with Raven, and it's by Laura Lee Huttenbach. And so that's about, it's the story of this guy, Raven. He lives in Miami, and I want to say like for the last 40-something years, he's been running eight miles a day on a particular beach in Miami. And so there's a whole crew that has amassed over the years that runs with him and so it's interesting to to learn about this guy's life and then learn about how, like his approach and his um his feelings towards other people um like for example he even somebody that he's just met like he'll learn about them like facts about them he'll learn their birthday and then like you know, years will pass. He won't see them. They'll come back. He'll remember all that stuff, like their name, their birthday, and stuff like that. So, he's um, he's really in tune with the people that run with him. Um, and I, I like 
I haven't gotten really far into it, but it's an interesting uh, book or interesting audiobook so far. I like these kind of stories because they're more stories about uh, people. They're they're loosely related to running, but um, they're not all about running. Like so, for me, ever since I've gotten into, I guess, the sport of running. It's always been more about the experience for me. Like I've always said, I'll run until it's not fun anymore. So like if it's not fun anymore, then I'm going to stop. Like if it doesn't add value to to my life in that way, then I'm not interested in it. And so I've been fortunate personally that it's still fun for me and I still enjoy it. And I hope it will be for for years to come. But like when you start talking about like negative splits or, you know, heart rate thresholds or you know stuff like that i don't i'm not really concerned about those things those things don't really like drive me or um i'm not interested in in listening to those factoids about other people um or a story about that so i like to learn why people run um, especially people that do it on a consistent basis uh, like what's the reasoning behind that what who are these people like what's their character and so this story is great because it tells not only the story of raven um, and why he does what he does but like all the other cast of characters that he um has interacted with over the years and so these are all real people i said cast of characters but i mean like these are all real people it's a it's a non-fiction book and so that's been interesting that was interesting on today's run um so yeah let's see what else what else what else yep sorry for that long pause i was looking over uh just some notes that i i wrote kind of sloppily um actually that was kind of part of the delay. Uh, I recently did a run with another person, which is uh, pretty unusual for me. But I liked it. Uh, my personality is one where I, I sort of like, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind for me. It's not because I don't want to interact with other people or I don't, uh, I don't like other people or something like that. Um, it's just that I have my own schedule and I usually just do what I need to, to do each day. And I don't, I don't like usually think to go and ask somebody like, do you want to run with me or, or something like that? So I typically don't, I don't run with anybody else unless it's like my son or, or something. And then the other part of that too is that I've found historically uh, when I have asked people if they want to go run, most people don't want to do that. Like there's a thousand things that they would rather do than go running, especially with me. So uh, I just never, I, I've not had many occasions where I've run with somebody else but every time I have run with somebody else it's been great and I've enjoyed it and so I don't have an aversion to it it's just I 
I guess I'm lazy um, or I just don't think to sort of arrange those type of uh, events. But my point in saying all this is that I was recently out running, uh, trying to get back in shape up at Volcano. And I ran into uh, a local guy, Justin and Alex and a bunch of other of their crew. And they were running up at Volcano 2, which is not like super abnormal. But um, these are people that I'm familiar with. I've seen before. They're a big part of the the local running community. And, um, you know, if there's ultra events that are going on like here or on mainland, uh, you know, they're involved or they're interested or it's like that that those type of people i guess um so they're very i guess like topical to the the world of um ultra running or or just running in general so um i was happy to see them like over the park and also surprised uh i was not running with them that day i just like ran past them and so like later on they ran by again and let me know that they have a running group like every Thursday um, up at Volcano and to join them. So I did, it took me like a couple of weeks, um, but I just joined or, or attempted to join everyone yesterday. Um, was it yesterday? Day before yesterday on, on Thursday. Uh, but unfortunately, like people were injured or people were off the island or whatever. So there was only one other person there, um, another uh, local guy. So we had a run and he's actually in sort of a similar field to what I am involved in work-wise. So we had a great conversation um, and a good run. Like it went by so fast. Uh, you know, not that I care, but it was interesting to see how fast it went by, like talking to somebody else and being sort of interested in, in what they had to say and, and the conversation as well, like not paying attention to, uh, sort of like the passing of time. So it was interesting to have that, uh, aspect sort of added into my running experience. Cause usually I'm either listening to a podcast or in complete silence while I'm running by myself and um, it seems to last forever, I guess. Not in like a miserable way, but it just, you know, time slows down, I guess. Um, or it seems to slow down like when you're all alone and things are sort of like similar. Like all the scenery doesn't look the same, but it's very, very similar. And so you sort of like time is not as linear as it, as it usually is, but, but yeah, so it was good to, to do a run with somebody else. And so I'm looking forward to, um, to hopefully doing that again. A lot of times with running, it's hard, um, for, for people to sort of align because you'll have different paces of runners. And so you may have like two good friends in, regular life but like one of them may run really really fast and the other one may run really really slow and so of course like one of them's maybe like embarrassed or self-aware or um, um, like they don't want to 
uh, hold the other person back and then maybe the other person could maybe the other person doesn't really care or maybe the other person is slightly annoyed that you know their friend runs so slow uh, and so that can cause some kind of tension or whatever and so sometimes that sort of um keeps people from from running in groups but uh but yeah it's neat when everything lines up and you know everybody's just cool and you just run at a certain pace and you know nobody wants to go faster nobody wants to go slower and then the the conversation is pretty decent so um that was cool i've had some some runs like where i was sort of running like with strangers like in the past and and they were a little bit younger than me and so it or a lot a bit younger than me and so like i i hate to say it but now i'm becoming old school so like i remember after uh a run a, a younger lady uh this was up on Mount Kea, and so I had started my truck. Like when we, when we got back to our vehicles, I had started my truck as I was sort of like preparing all my like changing my clothes and like sort of getting ready to drive back home. But I started my truck like as soon as we got back because like I'm old school where, and I grew up in Chicago um, and in the north you know, on the East Coast where it's cold, right? And so sometimes you would plug your car in, like if it was a diesel, like you would plug it in overnight to to keep it warm. Otherwise your car wouldn't start the next day. Or, I mean, not that I was driving, but like I was observing this from my my mom, uh, my parent. Uh, But also, you know, like living in Chicago as an adult, you had to start your car to like to warm it up, right? Because the heater, it gets hot based off the the hot water that's running through the heater coil. And so I start my truck as soon as we get back because I want my truck to get warm because it was a little bit chilly. It wasn't like super cold up there, but I want it to be warm for my drive home. Like I... I heard this younger uh, person, she didn't understand like that concept and it was like, it wasn't intended for me to hear, I don't think, but she just like t- was talking to somebody else and was just like, he's he's weird. Like what, he started his truck, like why is his truck running? And he's not in the truck, That's he's weird. And so, <laughs> and so like there, there's some, I guess like, judgment that takes place that i just yeah i could do without yeah like i don't i don't necessarily want to be called weird uh because somebody doesn't understand why i'm doing stuff but but then again like i don't really care so whatever i mean i guess i do kind of care because i i can still recall that particular instance but yeah it's no big deal but that's another thing too like you get these these interactions that you normally don't get if you're you're just like doing activities alone so it can be a little bit different it can be something that you got to get used to but yeah all in all it's fine like it just it's a matter of falling into the right crew i think and you just know when it's a match
like when we used to of course i've changed a lot since then but uh as far as like my likes dislikes attitudes whatever but when i was uh stationed on okinawa and this was sort of like back in the day like 2000s um like early to like the actual year 2001 2002 <laughs> uh, and i was doing the uh hashing stuff um those kind of fun things where it's like sing song and there's uh you know beer or or maybe not i didn't drink that much back then so i didn't usually drink beer but like it, it was sort of like a fun environment i guess today you would call it like uh, i hate to to use the word hazing it wasn't really hazing um nobody was getting hurt or being forced to do anything they didn't like really want to do uh but but like that whole like sort of being part of a fraternity more or less like just doing fun stuff like uh with the rabbits and the hares and if you don't know what i'm talking about just google uh hash house harriers or hashing on or, or don't google it i don't know whatever your browser preference is uh just search for hashing and then you can find like all the rules it's way too in-depth to go into but essentially what it boils down to it's a drinking group with a running problem i think is how they described and so it's just you've got um a hare or two right like a rabbit so you've got the faster runners and they will take off with like bags of flour and so they go out and they make all these different markings with the bags of flour and they try to guide you to the direction that they went in but also they lay down like fake trails where it tries to give you like a fake route to make it take longer and because the goal is like the the hares go out and then the foxes or the hounds or whatever uh they go later and so basically there's one or two fast runners that go out and lay the trail and then everybody else is just kind of chasing after them and so the goal is to hopefully catch up with the the hares um but this this activity would happen like all over the place so the hares would go out and then they would lay flower trails um there's different markings that they would put down that symbolize different things like where to turn different directions or if they went this way or if it was you know the end of the trail or whatever um but you could have trail that ran through like people's backyards you could have trail that ran through viaducts through a jungle through a farm field like it kind of there were no like uh, traditional i guess like boundaries were kind of like not they were ignored right um and you would just have to follow the trail best you could to catch up with the hares and so the goal was always to either beat them or or you know catch them or, or whatever so so yeah that's that's the gist of it but then like at the end of it you'd sit and sort of like reminisce like not reminisce but like recall like events that happened um and it was sort of you know like joking and, and having fun and then like 
you know, there are different things that you would do. Like if a, if a person wears new shoes, like that's a rule. You never wear like brand new shoes. If you run, if you wear new shoes to a hashing event, then at the end, it's, you have to drink beer out of the shoe. That's what I'm talking about. There's nothing like major, just maybe like gross, like drinking beer out of your shoe or drinking. Uh, you never had to drink. Like you didn't have to drink alcohol. You could drink like a Pepsi if you wanted to drink it out of your shoe. Um, there, there was, you know, a lot of little things like that. A lot of songs that, you know, like a very 13-year-old uh, kind of uh, humorish. Um, yeah. But so I, I forgot what my point actually was, but but like that crew, oh, that, that was my point. That crew, even though they were strangers, there was sort of like a common thread. They were like, there were sort of particular things or like an order that uh, these events would go in. So you kind of knew what to expect and, and nobody really called each other their actual real names or even knew where anybody came from unless you just happened to like know them in real life. So it was just kind of an escape and you just did your thing. There was no real judgment uh it was just all f sport it was all fun uh for everyone you had like old people young people um yeah all different levels of uh effort all different levels of ability um another thing about hashing is you're not supposed to ever talk about it it's supposed to be like a huge secret but uh, I guess the cat's out of the bag at this point. Um, so hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully they'll be okay. I, I think there's been like documentaries or TV shows that have gone into like what hashing is. But anyway, that was a fun running group. I wish that there was something similar now. I don't think that I could do all of the like, I definitely don't think I could do the, the drinking, uh, but I think it would be fun. It would be fun to do like the, the laying of the trail and, and, and that kind of thing, like have that element of, uh, mystery, um, sort of a gamification of the, the running, uh, added into it. I would be sort of concerned about here on Big Island, just like safety concern because, and also like just uh, like from a respect perspective, because people here like they are not going to be super kindly to you, like laying trail through their yard or through their farm field or something like that. Like you could probably get, beat up or, or shot for doing that here. I guess you could have that happen like anywhere, but, but yeah, it, it, yeah, people generally aren't super friendly about you coming on their property, uh, at least in my experience. Um, and then also like lava fields and stuff. Like if you're, if you're going to go like on these agro surfaces, uh, some of them are really dangerous. Like if you s slip and fall on, like really sharp basalt uh, or obsidian or, or whatever. It, it can cut you like a knife. So, um, 
yeah, like safety is kind of a concern at this point for stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know why I, I went into that whole tangent. I guess because I that was just an example of a time that I had a lot of fun um, with running. It'd be nice if there if there was some of that here. I've seen hashing stickers on the backs of people's cars here, but I don't know if that's because they were hashing where they came from before they moved here, or if they have a foot sticker that means something totally different than hashing. But usually when you see like a, a foot sticker, just a sticker in the shape of a foot on the back of somebody's car, that means they're a hasher. Maybe I should do some research and look in to seeing if there's a, a hash hound harriers for the islands. I'll bet you there's one in Oahu. Um, or on Oahu. But I'm not sure about Big Island. I'll check it out. Um, yeah. So I'll... In the meantime, I'll look forward to running with that group on Thursdays. So Justin, one of the people that's in that group, I think I've talked about him before on this podcast. He's actually run around the whole entire Big Island. Um, so that race that I was talking about earlier, the Go Big, I think that was actually the one that he did. And I want to say it was like closer to 300 miles like by the time he finished it. So I don't know if he went a different way or maybe if I'm just not recalling right, but I could have sworn the go big was like 260, but I think he ended up doing more like closer to to 300 miles. But yeah, so he's a super interesting guy just for, just for that alone. But he's also super nice too. So he's fun to talk to. I was kind of sad that he wasn't there on Thursday, but I guess he got injured. So uh, wishing Justin a speedy recovery. And then um, nobody else showed up either. They were all busy that day. So um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have like a bunch of other stuff to, to talk about. I had planned this out in my head and thought that it would be so super interesting to to get back on here after eight months uh, and just talk about everything. But it's kind of like I, I had a lot of ideas, but I didn't write them down. And so now um, I'm having trouble recalling. Uh, I did yoga for a while. That's another thing that I did not write down, but I'm just recalling. And so uh, hot yoga of Hilo. It was pretty fun pretty good um i am hoping to get back to going sometime soon but what happened there i started going and then got so busy with work and school that i i had bought like unlimited um monthly pass and so it was a little bit more expensive than you know if you just bought like a couple of sessions per month and so a couple of sessions per month is probably all I was gonna use anyway normally but then I got burdened with like school and you know work and I couldn't go at all like I absolutely couldn't I like 
it was so bad for a while. Like I was literally waking up, working all all day, and then like I like when I say all day, I mean like no breaks, like no, and then falling asleep and then waking up the next day and and doing that over. So I had like zero time to do anything, and so that was sort of sort of self-imposed, I guess. Like I always had the choice because I, I work remotely, so I could have stopped and gone to hot yoga or done a run or something like that. But but then too, there's like it's kind of like a not a catch twenty two, but it's like yeah, you can do that and take your personal time, but then can you also get everything done on time to be able to keep your job? You know, so like even though there's nobody breathing down my neck saying like you're going to lose your job if you don't get xyz done by you know a certain amount of time still it's sort of like implied or at least i'm agonizing over it like it is is that way and so um i was so nervous that for a while i was just like working non-stop which is not good i don't recommend it um it's actually horrible it goes against everything uh that i believe uh, work should be I I believe in working hard but I definitely think that there should be limitations and like the the weight of a project shouldn't rest on one person uh, which it never did per se but but yeah it always felt like a lot of pressure so anyways I didn't, the point is I didn't do a lot of anything except for work for about like four months. Um, and so I, I also at the same time was just basically making donations to hot yoga of Hilo cause I could never go and I was still paying for it. It was on a automatic draft each month. So I'm sorry, hot yoga Hilo that I just disappeared. It didn't have anything to do with you all i enjoyed the sessions and uh i mean it was good i i don't know if i got more flexible i think like i actually got i actually felt more pain like from from stretching things out that i normally wouldn't stretch to be honest uh but i did feel like it was a good substitute for like a a short run you know, like going there, it was, and it was something different to do, uh, besides just, you know, pounding pavement or pounding gravel or, or whatever. Um, and so I'll, I'll come back soon. I'll come back one of these days, but yeah. So if you're, if you're in Hilo or if you're close to Hilo or if you're close to a hot yoga place in general, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, I recommend it. Just uh, make sure if you're like me and you sweat like profusely, bring uh, some extra towels, you know, like that was one of the biggest things I, I just I had trouble coming to grips with because I, usually I would just do my run, get back in my truck. It doesn't really matter. I've got um, seat shields and, you know, towels in my truck and I can change my shirt if I, I i usually didn't wear a shirt when when i was going running like around the neighborhood or whatever uh 
but like the the sweat thing wasn't a super big concern but when you're inside of a building inside of a room and you're sweating all over like the the mats and the floors i mean it's to be expected like everybody has like a puddle of sweat around them but uh for me my puddle of sweat was just always like a little bit bigger so i had trouble like coming to grips with like that being the the normal and then like sort of like what is the etiquette after hot yoga is done like do i need to mop up all of my sweat like before i leave uh i don't want to step on any toes or anything like it's, it was all new to me but um nobody ever said anything like negative or, or or whatever and i would just like bring extra towels and just try to get you know the most of it up that i, I could and i actually came up with sort of like a little method of rolling up my mat to where I could get it into my mat bag without, without like, I guess spreading. <laughs> this is so gross, but like the, I could have the least impact of sweat um, on their mats basically. And then like, if I could get out of there fast enough, I could also keep from dripping like a sweat trail on my way out but yeah i that's a totally gross conversation on uh hot yoga the the actual time spent in the class i enjoyed and all the instructors were super that were super professional and super good and super kind and everything so um like they too like they remember your name as well like i would go back in there even like after a month would pass and they'd be like oh hi clint you know welcome back um so that was cool too it's always cool when people sort of like remember you uh, you know even if it's just like your your first name or whatever so yeah hot yoga woo but yeah i think that's about it i'm sorry like i i was hoping this would be a lot better but i just i knew i needed to do one to kind of like get back in the groove and then uh, I'll try to have a, a better script and put some more interesting stuff in there for next time. I want to get more guests and so I, I'll just be transparent here. I'm hoping that this uh, running group every Thursday will give me an opportunity uh, to kind of um, get some people to come and be on my podcast and uh, It'll be a lot more interesting than just me talking for an hour <laughs> or, or, or more um, about nothing, basically. <laughs> so, so yeah, it'll be a lot more interesting to get some, some unique stories and unique perspectives from other runners, especially around the island. I think, you know, I, I hope that I didn't come off as, like, being disparaging towards... Uh, the island or, or anything earlier i really enjoy living um on the big island of hawaii like i really like it here i really love being able to go to a volcano or go up to uh, mauna loa or over to uh, waimea or somewhere along the kona coast or just here at home uh actually one of my favorite places to run every day was the place that I can no longer go or, or I choose not to go anymore just because the amount of like criminal element that's there now just doesn't seem safe. But like the, the road that it, beach road, which extends from my neighborhood that I live in all the way down, 
to where the lava flow is from uh, fissure eight in 2018. It's it's a long way down there. It's plenty of uh, gravel road, and it's uh, nice. You know, you've got uh, jungle farm fields uh, on on both sides, and then you can uh, you actually get close to the ocean. There's some really nice. Um, they're not like sandy beaches, but there's some some nice uh, like shoreline um, going out. And I used to love running out there. Uh, Australian pines. And you know, just just cool, cool uh, little road to run down. And I've talked about it on the the podcast before, but yeah, that was one of my favorite routes, and it was close to home too, so I could just drive, you know, like ten, fifteen minutes, park, and then be on my way, get my run in for the day, and and get a pretty decent, you know, distance in, and still have plenty of time to get back home and do other stuff. And I really enjoyed that, um, being able to do that. But unfortunately it's just not, it's not something I feel safe doing, uh, whether I'm leaving my vehicle parked or whether I'm getting dropped off down there. I just, I I don't recommend it. And I don't personally feel safe doing it anymore. So, uh, but I mean, the point is like all around this Island is great. And, uh, you know, for the most part, people are are pretty exceptional. It, it's the way that it is in, in most places. You know, like 98% of the population is just normal. It's just normal people. And then you've got like a small percentage that just like screw it up for everybody else. Um, and so, yeah, it definitely holds true here as well. Uh, it's just gotten worse I guess, in my humble opinion, like in the the last couple of years. Yeah. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the pandemic or not, but it's gotten sillier or, or not sillier. It's gotten more serious actually, like just around our way. So I think the same thing is going, I mean, the same thing's always been going on, like even on Oahu, but somebody got broken into um, this week over there as well. Another runner, I was on Strava and looking and somebody got their window bashed in. So it just sucks. Like you have a good time and you're feeling good and then you come back and then your vehicle's like broken into and they've taken your, your cards and stuff, your wallet, whatever, your phone. It's a bummer. Like you don't think about like how important all that stuff is day to day but it becomes very apparent when you don't have it anymore and you have to like scramble to replace it but but yeah so again i've i've gone down this negative spin uh other than like very small uh you know uh, other than a few times where things have sucked most every other day has been very normal here and so I'm grateful to be here. Uh, actually, I started beekeeping too, which is cool here because you don't have to like winterize the bees. They can just uh, work and they can um, find enough food year round because there's always stuff in bloom. And so that's been an experience too. But I've got, you know, we've got a, we've got our house, which we're fortunate to have. Um, 
we're able to like keep bees and everybody's healthy um, so far and that counts for a lot um, especially now so I'm happy for all that uh, happy to be here yeah for sure so I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm miserable I'm really not um, and I'm I'm able to like to go running again which has been like a, a real um, I guess blessing for for lack of a better word but but yeah it's been really good to be able to get back out it's sort of a, a combo antidepressant and um, like ADHD medication for me to be able to get out uh, and, and do some kind of physical activity every day. It really helps me focus and it really helps me sort of like um, not get down because some, I mean, for me especially, I'm, I'm a little bit of a loner. So I don't have uh, many friends or any friends really uh, that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, so it can it can be depressing like if I don't get out and see you know that I'm just a small piece of the the world and there's bigger things than me out there and um, sort of see something outside my four walls, you know. Um, it's good for me to be reminded of that every day that life is a lot bigger than, you know, what's inside of my, my head. Um, and then also like from a focus perspective, I just, I have more mental clarity. I think when my, when I've worked my body out, I won't say that my body's in shape cause it's definitely not, it's in a shape, but it's not the right shape. Uh, but like when, when I've worked it out, um, I can tell a difference like in my, my focus and my mental clarity. But anyway, you guys didn't come here for all this. So I'm going to go ahead and um, I'll end it here. But uh, I hope that everybody out there is doing okay. Um, hang in there and uh, keep taking care of yourself. Uh, definitely keep running. Check out those things that I was talking about, the Willie Nelson book. Um, and then also the book about, uh, Raven and I've forgotten the title, but you can go on audible and just search for Raven. It's the one about the guy that runs every day in Miami. Um, or you can try to search online. I'm sure there's other stuff out there. Like I say, I, I learned about him from a runner's world article or maybe it was trail runner. I don't remember, but yeah. Um, the audiobook so far has been way more like in depth uh, and interesting than the original article that I read. So, um, smart wool, like if you if you're able to to get that, it's cut. You know, you can find sales. I, I think that like Backcountry and Moose Jaw have smart wool stuff on sale pretty frequently. So, like if you can find your sizes, it may be good to to buy from one of them rather than buy from uh smart wool directly because they i mean smart wool will run sales on certain items too from time to time uh, it is a little bit expensive you got to remember though like it, it'll probably last a, a pretty good long while and then also it's uh it's more utilitarian uh or it has more utility in, in like the warmth uh, arena or the warmth area than most of like the poly blend uh, type tech um, 
singlets or tech tees that you'll find uh, for running. So if you're really getting at like higher altitudes or places where it's cold or places where it's wet, you know, you have that advantage of wool, which will actually keep you um, warmer than maybe some other materials would. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, smart wool so far has been good. And then, um, yeah, let me stop talking now. But yeah, take care of yourself and I'll do another one of these hopefully soon. Uh, I'll try to get some guests. So far, I've only had one guest on this thing, and I just feel like it would be way more interesting to have other runners. So if you're out there and you're you're on Big Island, or if you're in the islands or you're going to visit the islands and uh, you want to join me for a podcast and sort of like get into your story, then uh, contact me. You can find, I think, my details on arunandthought.com. Um, you can contact me that way. There's a link to the Reddit page. And so you can probably just send, I'm a moderator of that page. You can send me some communication on there. I think, um, yeah. So there's just some ways to get a hold of me. And then of course I'm on Strava. So that may be the easiest way is just to follow me on Strava and then, um, comment on one of my runs like, Hey, I want to be on a podcast. And then uh, anybody's welcome. I'm I'm pretty interested in talking to to all levels, all skill levels, uh, all abilities, and so forth. So, yeah. All right. Well, take care, everyone, and uh, I'll be back soon. All right. Bye.